0: What does motion sound like? With Kizzik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and Six one, since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Hey, folks, this is Kevin. Just a few words before we start. Well, listen, uh, our big keep-risk-running fundraiser has come to an end, and we raised just short... Of 20,000 dollars. I just want to say that we are overwhelmed with gratitude to our fans. From the very beginning it's consistently been surprising the way that the fans have contributed to the show and helped shape the show. In the beginning we started getting a lot of uh, bands sending us music and the lyrics to the songs actually helped to refine and shape the philosophy of the show And very shortly after that, we started getting emails from fans with suggestions on other new things we might try or how we might improve this or that. Obviously, we've had a ton of fans pitch us stories and appear on the show itself. There's been the way that people are sharing the show with their friends uh, by spreading the word over Twitter and Facebook. It's just been very moving, the the emotion, the energy, and the uh, passion that people have for the show. So come hell or high water, we're going to keep it going. I just have to express our deepest gratitude. Thank you for your support. Now here's the show. Hello kids, this is Extra Risk, where we give you just a little bit more of the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, that was Worm Burner with John Sondericker up top, and this is Botany Behind Me Now. Today on the show we're going to feature a story by the remarkable Gil Ozeri. Gil is an extremely active member of the Upright Citizens Brigade community, he's a teacher there. He's been in two of their most talked-about groups associated with the theater, uh, the sketch group Hot Sauce and the improv group Death by Ruru. And he's just done a ton of stuff. He's been on SNL, Jimmy Fallon, Conan. A lot of his uh, telephone pranks you can hear at iknowgil.com. Anyway, Gil told this story at the Los Angeles Risk show that we do at the Nerd Melt Theater once a month. Our next show at Nerd Melt is on November 22nd, 2011. We will have Margaret Cho, Jackie Cation, Kevin Avery, and Curtis Quinn. So don't miss that November 22nd. And now here he is, Gil with a story we call Men Without Hats.
0: up in Queens in New York, and um, I was very tiny um, <coughs> until senior year in high school when I got my growth spurt. I was about 4 foot 11, like ridiculously short, um, and very measly, very weak. I hated dealing with any type of fight or or any kind of confrontation. When someone would step up to me, I would just immediately back down like an, an embarrassed dog, um, and uh, that that's a People use that, right, like an embarrassed dog? <laughs> um, okay, um, so in, in any case, I was very weak. Um, a, a few examples. I could, I was, um, the, I was a mathlete in high school, which is like an athlete, that's what they call athletes on the math team. Um, super. It's actually more demeaning than just saying you're on the math team. Um, I was the manager of my bowling team because I could not make it onto the bowling team, so I had to be the manager. Um, another small example of like, me being not physical at all is I, got, um, I was on the cross-country um, track team for maybe a week and a half. I got kicked off because the coach said that I didn't know how to run. He said I, I, ran, I basically ran without moving my arms. <laughs> I would run like this and I could not synchronize my arms. So I got kicked off the team. I tried to just join just so I could put something on my college application. Um, So that was me back in high school. Um, Now I went to a high school filled with other people who were exactly like me, like super nerdy high school. Um, It was like a humanities arts kind of school that you had to get a specific average in. That's not bragging, that's like an embarrassment of who was like there. Um, And um, everyone was like super nerdy. And um, so uh, about a week before the Halloween that I'm, um, I'm about to tell you this story about, um, I was walking to the bus stop with one of my friends. Um, me and him were, had been friends from elementary school. I went to Solomon Schechter um, Elementary School. So just another, just I'm piling on um, about um, uh, just giving you examples of what I was like. So uh, we were walking to this public to this bus stop, and um, about ten feet in front of us was this kid Samir Patel, who was um, an acquaintance of mine, or just like another student who went to the school, also very small. And um, the only interaction I've ever had with this kid was he sat behind me. My last name is Ozeri. He sat behind me in Spanish class, and um, I had w- at one time in Spanish class I farted. And when everyone like turned around and looked at me, I immediately just blamed it on him. That was our entire interaction in high school. So we were walking to the bus stop and he's 10 feet in front of me. And um, I see these three kids come up to him in hoodies and ski masks. Now this is 1993, so like everyone had a fucking ski mask. Um, If you wanted to kick the shit, it was like because at that time like Wu-Tang Clan was like the biggest thing. Um, and so everyone, if you wanted, it was like a requisite to kick somebody's ass, was to wear a ski <laughs> mask. So these three kids approach him, take out a butterfly knife, and me and my friends see this. And we look at each, we give each other like a look, and then we immediately, or like, are we going to do this? And we immediately turn and just walk away <laughs> from him and just leave him with this guy. And I had no moral guilt about it. I was, like, giggling on the way home. Like, we just got away. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, the next day, we, like, found out he got, like, his, like, pants cut. And he got mugged. And he, like, had to walk home with, like, holding his pants together. And he had, like, his fingers broken. Um, it was awful. But I that was me. Um, and I was totally comfortable with it. So about a, um, a week later, was it was Halloween. Now, in, in Queens, in Halloween, like, everyone stays at home from school. Because you just get the shit kicked out of you if you like come to school people just want to beat the that's like what they do in Queens on Halloween Um, and especially my school um, just to give you one tiny example like uh, like in sophomore year the next year this girl was uh, tied to a lamppost her head was shaved and they beat the shit out of her with ice like that was on the ground so that was like it was legitimately scary so I stayed home from school on Halloween and um, it, I stayed home the entire day, and that night my mom was working late, and my dad, who's a photographer, was traveling, so he was out of the country. And um, I decided to walk to 7-Eleven, which was like a block from my house. So um, I was like, you know what, it's only a block from my house, it's totally fine. So I start walking to 7-Eleven, and let me just give you um, uh, a lowdown of what I was wearing. At the time, I was this 1993 gets decked out in starter gear like that's what I was with was a uniform of starter gear. I had a huge Vancouver Canucks like uh, down jacket Um, and I had like Jenko jeans and a fucking like UNC game hat from like I just got from Lids. Like I was like so fucking excited about this hat. It was like my favorite hat. And um, I was just like, uh, that's what I was wearing. It was kind of like a uniform. So I I went, I walked to um, 7-Eleven, totally fine, got a Slurpee, um, and I walked out. And once I, when I, as soon as I walked out, it it, it almost felt like this weird, like, mist came out um, and just uh, glided across the air. And I looked to my left and I see three kids, again, three kids Almost looking exactly the same. They have ski masks on and hoodies, but they're on bikes. They're on bikes, and they are heading towards me. Um, so right away, I have like a, a like a tiny Jewish heart attack. I turn around and I start I'm like I'm just gonna walk away. So I start walking away, just like don't fucking pay attention. No, they don't give a shit about you. You're who cares? You're small. So I, I walk. I, I keep walking, and uh, maybe after like 20 feet. I say to myself, okay, it's, it's probably okay if you turn around and check if they're still there at this point. So I turn around and they're like directly behind me. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And so uh, I keep walking, put my head down and I, and I just hear, yo! And I do not move, I just keep walking and I hear it louder, yo! Yo, you don't hear me, son? And I'm like, oh my God. And I turn around, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> and um, they surround me with their BMX bikes and they um, and they say to me, and one of them, I will never forget this, says to me, yo, you got shitty ears. Um, and I was like, uh, uh oh, okay. Um, and uh, so they, they come up to me, and then he goes, all I wanted to know was the time. I need the time. And I was like, and then he goes, look at your watch. And as soon, if someone says to you, look at your watch in this situation, you know you're about to get fucked up. Don't. It's basically the equivalent of someone saying, Um, if your hand is bigger than your face, you have AIDS. (laughs) And then you doing that, and then they slam your fucking hand into your face. So I'm like, oh, it's 14 o'clock, you know, like I look down just to like, you know, placate them. And as soon as I do, I feel like a like right on the back of my head. And one of the kids punches me and I fall to the ground. And I'm like totally woozy. And right away, the guy grabs my UNC cap and they all take off on their bike. And um, I'm just sitting there on the ground. I, I don't know really what's going on. And I look up and over to my left is this like, Crazy looking fucking figure, and he is like walking over to me like this old monster. And he like comes in, and I I, 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 he comes started to come into like into into sight, and it's this old man. He's about seventy years old, and he's like like decked out in khaki, just like a fucking khaki jacket, khaki pants, khaki like khaki fucking hair. He's just like totally fucking khaki, and he has like these mangled fingers. He looked like he had like rheumatoid since he was like four years old, arthritis and he's just like comes over to me like walking and he says um, are, are you okay I saw what happened to you those kids stole your cap and I was like oh I was like what I, I didn't know how to react to this guy because I was still hurt from the punch and, uh, and he said cap he was like that old um, <laughs> and he said And I I go, oh, it's okay, it's okay, sir, it's okay. I still, at that point, did not want to, like, do anything about it. And he goes, no, it's not okay. And I go, oh, and he goes, I'm going to get your hat back. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my, I had no idea. I was like, what the fuck? And he gets into this white Cadillac that's parked in front of 7-Eleven. He gets in, he rolls the window down, and he says, don't move. I'll be back in five minutes with your hat. I was like uh, okay okay and he gets into the car he like uh, he's in the car he's like he steps on the gas and <laughs> he takes off after them top speed after these three kids and I'm standing there and I'm like oh uh, I, I like still woozy and I'm like oh my god should should I wait for this guy like what do, what do, is he even going to come back so I decide to wait just because he was so weirdly nice I'm like why does this fuck even care about me um and um I wait 5 minutes he does not co- he not show up 10 minutes, doesn't come back. 15 minutes, he's still not back. I'm like, I'm just gonna wait like uh, another like 10 minutes and if he doesn't come back, I'm just gonna walk home. After 25 minutes, he still didn't show up so I start heading towards my house and I get maybe half a block and I see this white Cadillac careening up the fucking street and he pulls over immediately like right next to me and he gets out of the car and I swear to God, he is covered in blood. Just like his fucking hands are just like dripping blood. He's got blood, he looks maniacal, and he's like, God, what what happened? He's like, they slashed me! They slashed me! <laughs> and I'm like, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! So I'm like, what do I do? He's like, go get help! Get help! So I run to, into 7-Eleven. I'm like, I'm tired! Just like crazed, like... like 13 years old, scared out of my mind. The guy's like, get the fuck out of here. He like doesn't want anything to do with me. And I'm like begging, please, he's outside. I I explain it more. He follows me outside and we head towards the Cadillac and the guy's missing. He's like not there, but his car is there. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck happened? So we're looking for him. It turns out he like tried to get to 7-Eleven and fell near the dumpster. And he's got, like, blood all over his, uh, like, shirt and his hands, and he's still fucking in this, like, khaki superhero's outfit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, we have to call the, like, ambulance. So we call, and the EMT comes, and they, like, get him up on the stretcher, and the guy's asking me, he's like, what happened? And I was right there, and he's like, tell me what happened, sir, tell me what happened. He's like, well, I got out, and, they, and I ran after them, and I approached, uh, you know, I tried to approach the kid, and, and then he looks at me for a second and looks back at the MT, EMT and he goes, and then I fell. And the guy had lied to me. And he said, my shoes were too big and I fell on the ground. So apparently he like ran after the kid and like tried to stop, he like fell and tried to stop himself with his hands and like just like his hands just started bleeding because he had fallen on the sidewalk. And I was like, this fucking stupid old man. And I and, and it was just um, sad but very um, it like taught me like just I sh- I was like very comfortable after that point with how I dealt with confrontation. Um, I didn't care that I was a mathlete because it always ends up stupidly. Thank you very much. It's not so easy waking up today, even though you've got it all I don't know how they both came It's not easy being gone It's not easy being gone It's not a high No season high
1: That's all for now. Do not forget that on November 22nd, We are at the Nerd Melt Theater in Los Angeles. Margaret Cho, Jackie Cation, Kevin Avery, Curtis Gwynn, and Kumail Nanjiani. You don't want to miss it. Meanwhile, in New York, at our school, The Story Studio, we have a one-day workshop on Sunday. Uh, That's November 20th. Find out more at thestorystudio.org. The second Risk All-Star episode will be available on iTunes in the Albums section. Samantha B of The Daily Show, Kerry Kenny Silver of Reno 911, Paul F Tompkins of Mr. Show, SpongeBob SquarePants and the Sarah Silverman Program, Michael Ian Black of The State and the Queen of Mean herself, Miss Lisa Lampanelli. That's the Risk All Star episode on iTunes in the albums section. This is Being Gone by Poison Control Center. And today is the day, folks. Take a risk.